the spiritual splendor that is Augusta. Grab a seat, grab a glass, and punch your ticket to the Par Train. And we are back for another episode of the Par Train, coming in hot from the NCAA National Championship last night. Uh, after the Tar Heels and the referees took it down. We've got a special episode today. You know, this is a little bit more of an intimate sesh. Cermak uh, and Strat are sleeping in. This is super early morning on Tuesday of Masters Week. And you know what? We just thought we'd do a little bit different this week. Uh, I've got a good friend, Kenny Legan, from the Worldwide Leader in Sports, ESPN, who does all of their social media and video content. So basically anything you see on your Instagram and your Twitters, et cetera, that's my boy, Kenny. And this is just going to be a little one-on-one. So we're going to talk, we're going to look inside ESPN and see what ESPN's like during Masters Week, how it changes or it's different from other sports. He's got some funny stories. He's not supposed to tell us about uh, SVP and Tiger. You know, we've got ESPN, so we're going to talk some stats, how we should pick your master's pools, and then uh, we'll we'll end with a fun segment and, and have a little fun in between. So, Kenny, long yes. intro, but how you doing, my man? Thank you. Thanks for having me, Ev. Uh, I'm doing well. It's great to uh, hop aboard the PAR train. You know, it's a train I've uh, been seeing from a distance for a while now, but it's great to finally get a ticket and, uh, and been able to, to hop aboard. So, thanks for having me. Yeah, and breaking news, Tony Romo uh, retires to watch the Masters. I mean, what timing? I mean, I think that was pretty pretty planned on his part. Uh, and so, I mean, it was really well done. Well, I mean, great timing. The man, uh, you know, has, has a serious case of uh, golfitis. You know, he loves his golf. So uh, I think he'll enjoy this week of just being able to sit up and uh, put his feet up and watch uh, the best week of the year on TV. Yeah, I think it's a good call. Yeah, I think so too. So do you want to take us inside the walls? I mean, you're in Bristol right now. That's true. That's true. I'm uh, well. I live in West Hartford, so that's uh, that's sure. twenty minutes outside. But yes, uh, close enough. Um, yeah, I'll be in Bristol uh, later today and throughout the whole week uh, at ESPN. And Masters Week is really special here at ESPN because it's still the one golf tournament that we have left. You know, I think we um, we sold our uh, British Open rights uh, to NBC a year early last year, so we no longer have British Open. Uh, Fox's U.S. Open, and uh, TNT has the PGA Championship. So uh, Masters is the one thing, uh, one golf event that ESPN has left, and it's really treasured here at the Worldwide Leader. Um, even though we only have the first two rounds, uh, I mean, ESPN is still a big presence uh, throughout the whole uh, week and weekend. You know, we televised the Par 3 contest, which I don't know if you remember last year, but Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler back-to-back aces. Oh, yeah. In the par three, I mean, get out of here. I mean, that's uh, social gold for you. Dude, that was social gold. We were able to take Ricky's Snapchat uh, of the moment, which uh, actually, when you think about it, is kind of rare because you're not allowed phones inside Augusta. And some, but, uh, you know, so it's a rare look at uh, the course up close and personal. That's uh, true. When, uh, when that happens, we were able to take Ricky's Snapchat, we were able to take uh, our televised feeds, and we were able to marry them and throw them uh, on Instagram to uh, to get some hit views. So, Beautiful story. Uh, what, what what program do you guys use, by the way? I've always wondered how you take a full video off someone's uh, Snapchat. 
So a little uh, little secret, you can record uh, your phone screen if you hook it up to your computer if you have Apple uh, devices. So we have iPhones and Macs, so we're able to hook up our iPhone to our computer and using QuickTime, you can record your phone screen. So that's how we get Instagram stories and Snapchats uh, onto our platforms. Little secrets. Little, little fun secrets. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. You can go Google it. It's, uh, sure. it's not too hard. But sure. um, yeah, so that's uh, that's how we do it. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's incredible. It's, a, it's an awesome week. Everyone gets real into it. It's the first major of the year. It's, everyone gets super excited about the Masters. Uh, it's an event I still have yet to go to. My dad's been the last four years and he has yet to take me. Uh, oh. So, um, uh, you know, he works for IBM and he's been there for like 30 years. And IBM, again, another big sponsor of the Masters. Yep, that Masters app. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Masters app. They got, uh, you know, the scoreboard. They got everything. And um, they run their website. So it's no uh, joke. Like, I think it was like three or four years ago. I think I reached out to someone on LinkedIn at IBM just to see if I could, uh, make my way, uh, <laughs> find a way to get to Augusta through that. You use all your avenues that you can. I know. Uh, I mean, I've been trying to get my dad for years. I'm like, he's like, I got to take a client. I said, dad, ESPN could be a client of IBM. Like, let, let's go. We both work on the masters. Like, just, just take me. I mean, come on. But, uh, and, and he's, it was funny a couple of years ago, he called afterwards and we were talking and, uh, he's like, Kenny, you got to come one year. It's amazing. I'm like, dad, I know. Like, let's, <laughs> you don't have to rub yeah, it thanks, in here. Yeah. Appreciate that hot take. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, he's been, um, says it's great, but, uh, yeah, it, it's a real fun week, uh, here at ESPN for the masters. For sure. So how, I mean, we're coming right off the March madness ending. Uh, you do every other big sport. How does it compare at ESPN? Cause usually, you know, our golf fans out there, Unless Tiger is in it, you don't really hear about golf on on Sports Center or other mm-hmm. main program. It's just, it's just a quick bump, right? So, sure, Masters is finally that time where we get a little bit of golf on ESPN. Like, how does it change uh, from the network standpoint inside? Come yeah, Masters week, that's a great question. Uh, you, the other time you get a lot of golf action is when the LPGA uh, has a ruling that. Yeah. Uh, does not uh, is not very favorable to the to the person in char- in, in the lead or the general public. Um, yeah, they love those rulings. They uh, the, the golf loves nothing more than to insert itself into the conversation. Um, but yeah, Matt, it, it's really cool because it actually differs a lot from the NCAA tournament. So even though the NCAA tournament was the focus of the nation in the sporting world for the last month. Um, because it was broadcast on CBS and all the Turner networks, we had very little rights to a lot of that material. Uh, we actually had more this year than we did the years past. I'm not sure how they, uh, what kind of behind the scenes contract negotiations went on. But, uh, so for example, in the tournament for digital platforms, we were allowed three minutes of footage per day. And in the first couple rounds, that's really challenging because you're dealing yeah. with 32 games and you're allowed three minutes across all 32 games yeah. on, uh, you know, or maybe 16 on Thursday, 16 on Friday, three minutes across those. Uh, so you really have to be creative on how you are using, um, the footage and what you are using. And it's not, and you can't use that footage on social platforms natively. 
So in fact, I don't if uh, you scroll back through SportsCenter or ESPN's Instagram feed, we there are zero highlights of March Mad of the tournament this year, zero because we are not allowed to show them natively on any social platforms. Uh, sure. uh, but for the Masters, totally different, uh, especially because we own the first couple rounds. Um, we are allowed to show it on social. And in fact, we uh, got a new uh, uh, new contract with the PGA at the beginning of the uh, golf year, so October. And we used to not be able to put any golf on Instagram at all. No golf. Um, but starting in October, we then, it was almost the opposite. Then we had to do uh, six highlights or six highlights per week across all our accounts. Um, so sounds like a dream to me. Oh, it's been really great. It's great having the ability to now the freedom to, uh, to use kind of whatever we're looking for. Uh, from the golf world, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, players tapping gators into the water or running away sure. from them in the case of Smiley Kaufman. Sure. Um, I, I would be in the same boat, by the way. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not approaching not any tapper. gators and, and not a tapper, not, not, a, <laughs> not hitting them on the tail. Sure. Um, so whether we're able to use that, uh, or whether we're able to use, uh, I, I forget who it was, uh, it might've been Rafael Cabrera, Cabrera Bello, um, you know, taking off his uh, pants and hitting, you know, balls from the water in his underwear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was that was a hit clip because actually that shot was pretty good if I remember. I think he got to within like 15 feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything uh, we're able to use. So it's actually really freeing uh, from a digital and social perspective uh, with the Masters, especially since it's on our air. Uh, you know, we are able to use really whatever we want. And the, the coolest part is that we have unlimited use of highlights from prior year's tournaments, which is amazing. Usually yeah. a lot of these things, a lot of these events restrict, um, archival footage, but, uh, especially like we have no, if I remember correctly, we have almost zero archival PGA championship footage. And I want to say us open is very tough too. But yep. uh, Masters, unlimited use of highlights from prior year tournaments. So we um, we are pretty uh, well set up. So it's really freeing from a content perspective, you know, someone who creates content to be able to not have many limitations on what content you can use and, and how you create it and then just be able to kind of make the best, uh, you know, make the best material, whether it's simply throwing up a highlight of a, Sweet shot, uh, Louis Tazen banking a hole in one off another player's ball, or whether it's putting some enhanced treatment on. You know, maybe uh, someone has some sick spin on the ball, and Lance Stevenson comes in and blows the ball off the green. Oh, a little tour sauce. Yeah, yeah, a little dude, almost too much tour sauce. Sure. Yeah, I mean th- those greens are slippery. You can't have too much sauce. Oh, dude, you gotta you gotta have the uh, the appropriate amount of sauce for Augusta National. Yep. So let me ask you this. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. What does ESPN, if they had to pick, like rank these of priority for ESPN, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. You've got 
March Madness national title game. You have NCAA football national title game. You have baseball opening day. A regular week in the NFL or the Masters. That's a good question. Um, how you know, would ESPN think, rank that in importance of how they cover it? Sure. Uh, you know, it almost differs by platform. Uh, NFL is still... NFL's king, I would say. I mean, we pay yep. upwards of $2 billion a year for NFL rights to show 16 games on Monday night and then also for basically unlimited... Uh, usage of footage on TV. Um, so NFL and NFL Sundays are still far and away um, the most popular Sundays uh, in sports, I would say. I mean, consistent. Sounds like we're following the money trail so far. I think so. Uh, okay. So uh, the regular know, NFL, NFL game is number one. The regular NFL game is number one, but from a digital perspective, um, we have zero NFL highlight rights. So yep. you'll never see an NFL highlight on sports centers, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You'll never see uh, an NFL highlight there. Um, yeah, you're talking to the right guy on, on that one. Yep, yep. As, uh, as, as you, uh, you well know, having worked on the other side of that. Yep. Um, so we definitely have to get creative on what we do. But even so, even if we're just throwing up pictures or, or covering the, the NFL Sunday Live, uh, we still see tremendous engagement on the social platforms, which just shows the appetite that is there on NFL Sunday. So yep. uh, NFL Sunday is still uh, number one. Um, I would say opening day is opening day is important, but uh, well, I don't know. Personally, I'm not a huge baseball guy. Um, I know you being a Cardinals fan, uh, that's a little higher on your uh, totem pole. But yep. uh, I think opening day is somewhere in the middle. Um, Masters is probably right around maybe the slot above opening day. Um, March Madness is, I'd probably say March Madness is a slot about even with the Masters, maybe, maybe a little more just because it's such a, a long, uh, tournament and so many people are invested, even just everyone who fills out brackets. Um, yep. so, I mean, I would almost say you know, March Madness, Masters, opening day, you can kind of group them all together uh, with wow. NFL Sunday going, um, you know, a step above all those guys. Same thing for NCAA football title game? Uh, I forgot NCAA football. Uh, NCAA football is, that's above NFL. So that is number wow. one. Because it's on our air. So uh, okay. because that's on ESPN, uh, I mean, those that week where you have the semifinals and the final of the college football playoff is definitely company priority every single year. That's where we hit our, uh, you know, highs in streaming for uh, mobile devices and, you know, desktop, anyone that's on watch ESPN basically, uh, or watching it through the ESPN app, which is what you can do now. Yeah. So, uh, that's where we hit all our highs for streaming, all our highs for basically digital, uh, you know, any, anything digital, you know, video views, uh, that's really the company priority is make those events the biggest it can be, um, which is why you have the mega cast, uh, you, you know, and so 
college football playoff is definitely higher as the highest uh, priority at the company. Yep. Got it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So Masters is still relatively far down the totem pole, unfortunately. But hey, you know, we're going to get into it right now. Um, before we dive into the story about Scott Van Pelt and Tiger and any other fun stories you have, uh, I'm going to, I may put you on the spot two times in a row here. I didn't even give you a heads up that we might be doing this, but I know yeah. you're good at thinking on your feet. So yeah, good. Shoot, I better you stand know, up. you're well aware on the, uh, on the par train, we like to do some fun segments. So mm-hmm. this is a brand new one just for you. It's called Coke talk. So Imagine that you're in the locker room with one golfer on Thursday morning or Wednesday evening before the Masters, and you got to get them pumped up. Oh, wow. You got to pick your golfer, and you got to give them a little a little pump up. Now, I can go first. Um, I'm going to wing it as well, and then it gives you a little bit more time to prep. You ready? Sure. What do you got? Okay. My coach talk is Jason Day. Okay. Mm, okay, that's that's a good one. It's a tough one. Jason, I know you haven't had a great start to the year. There's been a lot going on in your family with your mom. She's out of surgery now. She's recovering. She's doing well. This is your opportunity to dedicate a moment in history to your mom. Okay? You've been close before. 2011 when hardly anybody knew you. You tied for second. Okay, 2013, you finished third. Last year, you tied for 10th. And this year, you know, you're no longer the number one player in the world, but guess what? You're flying under the radar, okay? And only three players have made the cut in all eight majors since the start of 2015, okay? You and Jordan Spieth have been in the top 20 in six of the eight. So clearly, this is an opportunity. You've had success here. You hit it high. You hit it long. Carry those corners. Be mindful of every shot. And make some history. Do it for your mom. Jason, get out there. That was really nice. That got that got me fired up. Are you fired up? Dude, I, that got me like, that got me going. I'm ready to take on the day now. I'm telling you what, people are... I feel like people are snoozing, and I'm I'm a man that loves the storyline. I love the psychology behind these things, and obviously, you got to be playing well. But for Jason, a guy that's had so much success at Augusta and his game, and coming back and feeling at ease because of his mom, I wouldn't I wouldn't sneeze at Jason Day. I'm just saying, throwing it out there. No, no, not at all. You gotta you gotta watch out for him anywhere you go. Yep. All right. I gave you a couple minutes. I like it. All right. Well, I am going to pick uh, probably one of the people who I think the general golf world would agree is on the list of uh, best players never to win a major. Oh. uh, So I'm going to go with, uh, you know, a little, little, uh, little Spaniard sauce. uh, Oh. I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna sidle on up to uh, Sergio Garcia's locker. Oh wow! And, uh, and really just sit down and and have a have a chat with him. Uh, really get his uh, his mind right heading into uh, 
into this tournament. You know, once was deemed, uh, you know, who was once a young rival of Tiger and, uh, and now is still going strong. Uh, but has yet to still break through that major plateau. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what I can do to to really get his mind right and to coach him. Uh, to All right, let's him. hear it, Sergio. Uh, I don't speak Spanish, so hopefully we can uh, communicate still. But I know you're you're Hola. great. Uh, <laughs> uh, off to a great start. Um, but uh, but I want to just talk to you about this week. You know, this week you you have not won. Uh, a major championship, but that is going to change in four days because only four days separates you from history, you from winning your first major title here at the hallowed grounds of Augusta National. You have been close before, tied for eighth in 2013, tied for 12th in 2012, uh, you know, and going on back, you've definitely had success here in Augusta before. But now is your time to seize that moment, seize that spotlight. This is you, there's really no pressure on you. You're kind of flying under the radar, coming in. No one's really looking for you to to make a, a a huge push. And this is when you really capitalize. This is when you remind people that you are here to win. You are still in the golf world. And some people might say, oh, you know, he's over the hill. He's too old. But guess what? Jimmy Walker won his first major championship last year, and he was, uh, you know, older, if not as old as you. I mean, he's 38 years old right now. And so you can definitely still win a title um, and still win multiple titles at your age. So really, I'm imploring you to just channel, to focus, take it shot by shot, and to play your game. Don't play anyone else's game, but play your game this week so that on Sunday, you will be getting fitted for the greenest jacket in the world. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, I find it hilarious that we're both throwing out stats to our golfers in the locker room. You know, <laughs> just reminding them of their performance. I think it's just a great strategy. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just need people to pump you up and remind you of who you are. Yeah. I got to say, uh, I have been cool. I used to throw a surger in there as a flyer. I've been cool on him the last few years, but I will say this year, I agree. Again, going back to that psychology and the storylines, he's engaged now. Mm-hmm. And Seve's, I believe, his 60th birthday would have been April 9th. Oh, wow. So I could see your uh, friends at ESPN picking up that story if he starts getting up there. And uh, I feel like he's just playing free. You know, he actually just won in Dubai like a, a couple months ago. So yeah. he's obviously in form. But yeah, I think that was great. You know, good good work. Oh, I think, uh, I, think I, I hope he hears this. Sergio and Jason Day are going to be in the final group on Sunday. Yeah, if that happens, we might have to do uh, an ad hoc episode on Sunday and just live tweet as well as we're on it. I think so. I'm in. Cool. Well, uh, Jason Day and Sergio can thank us later. I'm sure we'll hear from them uh, come Sunday morning before they tee off. Absolutely. Uh, what do you say we dive in real quick to your uh, your story? Dude, of, let's uh, do it. Got Van Pelt and Tiger. Yeah, this is fun. So I've had, I've had the pleasure of uh, of working on the SVP show a bit over the last uh, two years since it launched, um, year and a half, and 
and it's been great. I haven't been on it a whole lot lately. I, I, I started as their kind of social uh, media, kind of social media really presence in the room uh, for their show meetings. And so just got to be, um, as someone who wasn't directly involved in the show making, um, but who was still involved in uh, the uh, distribution and the of you know parts of the show, uh, it was still fun to be in the room and to uh, you know be around Scott and obviously Scott uh, more so than almost anyone at the company uh, you know loves golf you know having that history of being at the Golf Channel uh, before coming over to ESPN and so he has uh, just a tremendous amount of stories um, tremendous amount of contacts in the golf world and. He'll be at Augusta. He's at Augusta again this week, uh, broadcasting live. It's really the one event he goes to every single year um, and does his show from. And he's actually now with Tariko gone. He's going to be a part of the play-by-play coverage. Uh, yeah, he's in Butler he's, Cabin. Yeah, he's he's uh, going to be First the, time. the lead guy. Yeah, exactly. So uh, really exciting opportunity for him, really pumped for him uh, and the ability to, uh, to do that. And I know how much he uh, respects tradition and respects history. Uh, and so, uh, I can't imagine just, uh, the thrill, uh, that comes with being able to do that, you know, being able to fill, um, you know, Tariko's shoes. And I know, uh, Van Pelt still has a tremendous res- amount of respect for, uh, Tariko. So, uh, it's really cool to be able to have him do that. But with all his golf experience, uh, you know, come some, uh, some great stories. And so he told this one story one time where, uh, it was after the 2002 Masters, and Tiger was the peak Tiger, uh, and he won the tournament that year. And he came to do an interview with them after uh, after winning. And he sits down, and Scott's like, "How he's doing?" You know, Scott asks, "How you doing?" And Tiger's just like, "Man, I am starving." It's the one thing, you know. He he just won a, a green jacket, uh, you know, won a major championship, first major of the year, and all he can think about is how hungry he was. Uh, so Scott asked him, he's, man uh, hungry. Oh, dude, so hungry. You know, he, <laughs> metaphorically and physically, um, dude had just, uh, yeah, won a major. And so Scott's like, what would you like? And he said, uh, you know, pizza. And he said, what do you want on the pizza? And he said, pepperoni and sausage. So Scott's like, all right, how's this? If you win the next major, uh, come sit down, we'll have some pizza. So fast forward a couple of months to the 2002 U.S. Open. And it's at Beth Page Black, and Tiger again crushes it, wins uh, wins that one. And in as he comes to do the interview uh, with Scott Van Pelt afterwards, in the seat that Tiger was supposed to sit on was a large pepperoni and sausage pizza. <laughs> and so SVP kept his word; he remembered this. And Tiger comes. Uh, you know, sits in the chair and Tiger and Scott just go to town on this pizza or just chowing down. Tiger just had won another major and yet all he's doing is sitting there and is chowing down on some pepperoni and sausage pizza with SVP. And you, as you know, being in the sports world, there's a lot of media outlets there, much more so than ESPN. And the PR guy the PGA PR guy is furious because he's got a schedule and he's got to get Tiger, you know, to all these different networks and his press conferences and uh, getting everyone in all Tiger is doing is just sitting there eating pizza. And so I can't imagine being uh, the PR guy telling all all the media, hold hold on a sec. Uh, Tiger's just eating pizza over here with, uh, with Scott Van Pelt. Uh, 
so uh, Tiger really enjoyed that, and Scott said that was uh, that was one of his uh, his coolest moments was you know being able to uh, to remember that. And can you imagine just having Tiger you know win a tournament, come over to your set, and uh, just enjoying a nice pizza with him just minutes after he uh, he, he wins. That'd be yeah, bro. Uh, you got any nice. uh, crush red? Maybe Don't a little parmigiano. <laughs> I, I, he might have forgotten the oregano. Uh, I don't know if there was uh, there was oregano uh, that was brought in, but uh, that was uh, just one of the many cool uh, you know inside moments that uh, that that you don't see on the broadcast, but that oh. uh, that they were able to that they were able to have. So uh, that was a fun story that I that I recall. That's awesome. And then let me ask you this: uh, Does Tiger? What kind of pizza eater is he? Is he a folder? Or does he eat it straight up? I'm glad you didn't include fork and knife in there because that, uh, that's no, no, just no. This isn't no way. Seinfeld eating that Snickers bar. <laughs> that's just no way to eat a pizza. Uh, dude, I think he's straight up. I think he's, 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 uh, um, yeah, I think that that's the way you eat a pizza. I mean, you just eat it straight up. And so are you, are you a folder or are you I'm straight up? I'm a folder up? and I've been insulted Ooh. for it. Okay, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to go so far as to insult, but uh, I will do have a preference of eating it straight up. All right. Tiger yeah. Woods, straight up pizza eater. Coming here, here first. Breaking news. I love that. <laughs> okay. We don't, he's not in the tournament. We don't have anything else to talk about him this week, so we might as well talk, talk about That's how he eats Classic pizza. ESPN, you know, coming into the bar train, <laughs> talking about Tiger. On the week that Master, <laughs> he's not even playing in the Masters. That's just, I really love what you're doing to carry this tradition for ESPN. Good work. Still, still got to float him out there somehow. He's, he's the golfer everyone cares about. So uh, if it's how he eats his pizza, then that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Um, should we dive into a couple stats? Let's do it. Okay. So actually, before before we dive into this, actually, I'm going to lead with a stat, and then we're going to go to a big question. So uh, I think it's very important to say that since 86, the Masters has been won 20 times by a player with an official world golf rank in the top 12 more than any other major and mm. eight of the last 10 have been inside the top 12 mm. and actually seven of the last seven, of the last 10 have been in the top eight. So as you know, in master's pools, uh, in many formats, you have to pick based on world rank and you have to usually pick one in either in the top five or top six. We'll go top six. Cause I believe Spieth, um, is he number six? Yeah, he's number six. Yeah, okay. So we'll go top six to include speed. But you've got the pick of DJ, Spieth, Rory, Jason Day. Stenson is at five, which everybody forgets about. And then mm-hmm. uh, Matsuyama is actually four. That, I mean, how the hell do you pick? Dude, I'm going to make you pick. Uh, it's tough. See, Speed, he, you can't discount Speed because Speed has been in the top two in each of the last three years. Uh, the only one who's had a longer streak is Jack Nicholas, uh, the great, the great one. So, well, that would be Gretzky, but um, you know the the, the bear and the golden bear. So uh, you can't discount the last Spieth. three. Yeah, last last three, right? I think that's 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 right. Uh, yeah, second, first, second, right? Yeah, so he's uh, he's been in the top two each of the last three, uh, which so he's got Augusta down. Yep. Um, Rory's taking that career Grand Slam, playing some pretty good golf lately. 
you know, get, kind of get, getting back in form. Um, so, and he's always, you know, he's played well at Augusta, so you, you can't discount him. Jason Day, like like you said, he's had some great finishes here um, as well, and he's very consistent. DJ's the hottest golfer in the world right now. Uh, you, I mean, there's no slowing him down. The one thing that hesitates me from picking DJ, although he's had a really great run of success at Augusta lately, um, is he, I still don't trust his putting. And I and those Augusta greens are pretty tough. I mean, they're they're, they're tough to navigate. Uh, they're slippery. They're they're fast. Uh, so I don't know. I I I don't trust DJ's putting. Uh, I mean, his record at Augusta is is tied for fourth in 2016, tied for sixth. So he's had two top six finishes in the last two years. Yeah. Um, but man, I I don't know. I still don't know if I trust that putter uh, at Augusta. And then Matsuyama is someone who is uh, who kind of people targeted earlier in the year as being someone to really take on uh, to take it on to win his first major. He was playing really well. I think uh, you know at the start of the golf calendar, he had a run where he was uh, in his four starts in a row. He got second, first, first, and second. Yeah, he um, won five tournaments. Yeah, and they won the Phoenix Open in yeah. February, uh, which is nothing to sneeze at. So, uh, you know, Matsuyama, up and coming, playing his best golf. And then obviously Stenson, uh, like you said, is someone everyone forgets about. So, I mean, if, you're, if I'm going to pick one, I'm going to, you know, I, I'm going to go with the, uh, I'm going to go with kind of a off the, off the grid because I just don't think many people are going to pick him. And I'm going to go with Matsuyama. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm 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 coming in hot on the Matsuyama train. You know, I think we had a first time winner last year and Danny Willett. Um I'm kinda I'm I'm feeling Hideki's been playing some great golf lately and uh and I think he's been putting his game together. I'm I'm on the Hideki train. So you just love that one handed finish. I, I do. You know, I think that, uh, you know, baseball season's in full swing or it's oh. getting, you know, it, it's coming out, sure. uh, getting into full swing. So, uh, you know, I, I'm just trying to marry the two sports. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think Hideki with that one handed finish is going to, is going to come in and, and take this one. Well, see, he's one of the best ball strikers and when he putts, he wins, but he's been struggling as of late. So you got to hope that him going home, help settle his nerves and get him back, help him uh, sharpen some things. But that's that's ballsy pick to forego DJ, Spieth, Rory, and Jason Day. But I will tell you this. <laughs> you know, going back to uh, your roots at ESPN, here's a stat for you. In 10 majors, DJ has finished worse than 12th just twice with mm. seven top nine finishes. And the funniest part about that is when he was tied 49th at the Open in 2015, St. Andrews, heard of it? Mm -hmm. uh, he led after 36 holes. <laughs> so even when he finished tied 49th because he had a bad round on the weekend, right. he, uh, he was leading after 36. That is, uh, yeah, I mean, he, dude, he's been incredible ever since he found his game and, uh, and kind of got his life uh, back in order. Um, He's been great. I mean, he he has, and so maybe he'll prove me wrong this week and be able to uh to really master the Augusta greens because uh, he's been on fire. 
Yeah, it's such a tough thing because you want to go. I want to go Spieth because I just feel like he just t- kicks into a different gear when he's there. Mm-hmm. And you want to go DJ because of the stat I just said and the fact that he's like I used to not think DJ would win at Augusta because he doesn't hit draw off the tee anymore, but mm-hmm. Jack Nicholas didn't either. You know, so that's not necessarily uh, 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 an evil there. No, uh, dude, who needs a draw when you can just cut corners and bomb it over all the trees? Yeah, why can't you just, you know, give zero fucks and play cuts all day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just what he does. So, I don't know. A part of me just wants to go against the grain like you and pick Day because uh, nobody's picking mm-hmm. him. But at the same time, it's like, how do we, how do you not pick Spieth or DJ? I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It is tough, and I think Spieth is out, and he's a man on a mission, especially after how last year ended uh, and proving, uh, you know, kind of exercising those demons. Uh, he's been back to Augusta a couple times since last year uh, and really uh, kind of spent a lot of time at the 12th hole. And, um, yeah, I, I, it is. It's If if I was a betting man, uh, which I'm not, then I don't know if I would uh, – um, it, it would – be really hard not to just take the safe bet and go with Spieth. Yep. Okay. So, so I'll I give know. you one more stat since we're talking about DJ. Sure. Uh, over the last 34 majors, dating back to the storied win on Monday at Torrey Pines in 2008 by your boy, the pizza eater that does not fold mm. it, Tiger Woods. Yep. Uh, Rory's win at Valhalla is the only major to be won by the number one ranked player in the world over the last 34, which wow, I almost want to fact check because it seems so off. It seems ridiculous. We got to remember like think Luke about Donald it, was number one for a while there and he didn't win anything. But Spieth won one, Day won one, DJ won one, but it was all when they were just off number one in the world. Yeah. And then winning kind of propelled them to number one. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy. Okay, so that I'll get you crazy. out. Dude, I'll get you out of stat. here on this. Uh, one sleeper, dude, or guy to look out for that's not in like the top five, top uh, ten. Definitely, my man John Rom. Oh God, you are just really giving Spain some love today, dude. You know what? I'm, I'm feeling it. Uh, I. I, John Rahm is he's been playing uh some of the best golf. You know, he's a, he's a he was a rookie last year uh and but he really has been playing uh pretty incredible. He's risen up the world rankings. Uh this time last year, he was ranked 632nd in the world and <laughs> now he's up to 12th. Uh so that's pretty I mean, he went from 632 to 12 in a year. I mean, he is just uh he's on fire. It really can't be stopped. And so he's had, uh, in 2017, you know, he's had three top threes and five top tens. Yeah. Which he's the man. is uh, in 2017. And we're, we're what three, four months into 2017 and he's finished in the top 10 five times. True. Um, and so I think that he's really putting it together. Uh, and he's, uh, he, he's in control of his game. Uh, and, really is is playing some great golf and he's he's definitely a rookie on the rise uh or, or a you know young guy on the rise to 
to to look out for. So uh, I'm I'm going with uh, with John Rahm, another Spaniard. Uh, I'm I'm feeling it. I'm, I think John Rahm is uh, is a nice sleeper to watch. Bold move. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna go. It. It's not really a sleeper, but I actually think Snedeker is very interesting, and it's not just because I got some money on him in mm-hmm. Vegas uh, when I went a couple months ago. Sure. But he. I believe has had two top tens in the last four years at the masters. And I believe he has four, three or four top tens this year. Uh, he, you know, uh, knows the area, loves the place, uh, has some success. And, uh, I could see him finally pulling it out. So, I'll throw I'll throw Snedeker. And he's that classic, what is he like uh he's thirty six. So you know yeah. right in there. I think the average of the winner profile is like thirty two. Okay. So yeah, you're right. He's yeah. uh, he's thirty six. That's yeah. uh little Andy North for you North. right there. I like it. I like it. You know, he's had some uh he's had a good year this year. Uh you know, he finished Tied for ninth in Farmers, fourth at Pebble, tied for seventh at the World Golf Championship in Mexico. Um, so he's in pretty he's in pretty decent form. Yeah. Uh, so that's a that's a good pick. You know, I, I was reading this stat about Rom, and only Justin Thomas and DJ have more top ten finishes on tour this year than uh, than John Rom. So, Look at that uh, ESPN throwing out some stats. Throwing out some stats, man. You know, he has the same number of top threes and top tens as Spieth this year. So uh, oh, if you're wow. looking for a you're looking for a sleeper to kind of uh, to to to, uh, to impress your friends with. Uh, John Rahm is the man for you. So, wow. just uh, just saying, look out for the big guy. All right, Kenny Legan, this was great. I appreciate you taking some time away from the worldwide leader in sports. And uh, the the Tiger Pizza story is just going to go down in part train history. So, uh, I will see you in May. Yeah. Uh, Kenny and I are on the same. Ryder Cup golf trip that we've talked about in previous episodes, the Ricky Cup. The Ricky, Shout baby. out to the crew. Uh, I know you're starting to get dialed and get ready. So, you know, we don't know if we're going to be on the same team yet, but uh, dial in that game, and uh, I'll see you in Palm Springs Dude, in about no a month. Kidding. It's, it's been snowing. It's been rain, it's raining right now. I mean, I have yet to pick up a golf club in the last probably since November. Oh, dear. Uh, so you're, these next kind of six weeks are really going to be critical uh yeah, you've got for ricky peak. ricky prep so i'm uh i'm just getting super antsy to get out there i gotta hit the hit the range sesh thankfully i have uh this is the one time where i'm thankful to be working nights because then it allows me to go to the range during the day sure uh so yeah i'm i'm, I'm stoked for for uh for mid-may and hitting up the ricky uh but man i just i'm it, it, thankfully it's april the weather's getting warm and uh ready to get out there and uh and pull the clubs out of the old uh, the old bag. All right. Well, yeah, uh, thanks for good, having me, dude. Of course. For, yeah. Uh, good luck on the range. Always is. All right, man. Tell my boy Scott Van Pelt I say what up, and uh, enjoy the Masters. We'll be in touch. And just as the sun rises and sets in Scotland, so too have we come to the end of another part train. 
Be sure to follow us at The Power Train on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, subscribe to us on iTunes. And may your glasses always stay full and your ball always end up in the bottom of the cup.